Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Innal hamdalillah. Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ufiruh. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayhiati amalina. Man yahdihillahu falamudillalah. Wa man yudlil falahadiyalah. وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما فإن أصدق فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محتثاتها وكل محتثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد All praise and thanks is due to Allah سبحانه وتعالى Peace and salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah His family, his friends and all those who try to follow him until the end of time my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Alhamdulillah, thumma Alhamdulillah. We cannot praise and thanks Allah and thank Allah Subhanahu wa Taala enough. And even this thanks and this praising of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, it is indeed a favor from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala that He bestows upon us as human beings to praise and to thank Him. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has once again blessed us as an ummah with the month of Ramadan. And each of us, we know someone or we heard of someone or we met someone in the past year and they said you know I am looking forward to Ramadan we are looking forward to Ramadan 2020 and one day we got a phone call or we got a whatsapp message or we saw a message on Facebook saying that such and such a person has passed away so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those that can reach the month of Ramadan and that we can see the end of the month of Ramadan as well. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the month of Ramadan is indeed a special month. This month of Ramadan, it is different to other months. The month of Ramadan is indeed a month, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, where our Salafus Salih, our pious predecessors, 
they would wait and they would prepare for the month of Ramadan, not just a week before Ramadan, not just a month before Ramadan, but rather four or five months before the month of Ramadan comes, they would prepare for that month of Ramadan already. And the question that comes up, what am I doing to prepare for the month of Ramadan? How am I going to welcome this, this month of Ramadan? This is indeed a great month. This is indeed a month where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us great blessings. Ni'mah upon ni'mah. And we will see as we move on with our talk. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, this Ramadan is going to be a different Ramadan. In the sense that all of us, Alhamdulillah, we all know what is happening around us. We all know that the world is going through a crisis. We all know that there is a virus out there. We all know that the masajid, they are closed. We all know that public gatherings have stopped. And if one looks back at last year's Ramadan and the year before and all the other Ramadan that we have witnessed, we'll find that the masjid became the focal point during the month of Ramadan. And the masjid is not supposed to be only a masjid used in Ramadan, but throughout the year. But in Ramadan, alhamdulillah, those that do not frequent the masjid, they come to the masjid. Those that frequent the masjid, they come more to the masjid. Besides people attending the masjid for the five daily awqat, it is Qiyamul Layl, Salatul Taraweeh, this takes place. In South Africa, generally, on a Sunday during Ramadan, after Dhuhr Salah, the Imam or the Sheikh or they invite a guest speaker, they usually give a nasiha. Also what happens in the month of Ramadan at the Masajid, we find that generally there's a lot of sadaqah taking place, people are packing food parcels, etc. And a lot of soup kitchens, a lot of cooking is taking place and it is distributed to the poor. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, this year we might not witness this. This year we are not going to see the masajid open. And I would like to paint a picture that think of it like in the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ramadan starts, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he has a section in Masjid al-Nabawi where he makes Qiyamul Layl. After Salatul Isha, the companions, some of them, they see this and they gather behind him. After they've completed, obviously those that, have not, that were not present, the other companions, they say to them, you know, this is what happened. And the following night after Isha, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he reads, he leads the 
again Qiyamul Layl and we find that more and more companions they attend. What does the Prophet sallallahu do the next night? The Prophet sallallahu what he does the next night is that the Prophet peace be upon him he makes salah in his home. And from this, the companions, they made Qiyamul Layl, Salatul Taraweeh, whatever you are comfortable with, they made this at home as well. So what is happening this year is that we will be doing the same, my beloved brothers, and we will touch on this a bit later. And know, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, that the Masajid, the Masajid, the mosque, the, the Masjid, it might be closed but know that the doors of Jannah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is open as we will see a bit later. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we have a few days left. Monday is gone. Either we will fast on Friday or we will start fasting on Saturday. Less than a week. And alhamdulillah, as the custom is in South Africa or in Cape Town, that our honorable mothers and our wives and our sisters, they prepare food delicacies for the month of Ramadan before the time. And they stock up the freezers and they stock up the fridges and people, they go out shopping before the month of Ramadan. So many people, they feel that they don't want do not want to go to a shopping center during the month of Ramadan, alhamdulillah. But the next question that I would like to pose, have we prepared ourselves spiritually for the month of Ramadan? And let us look at a verse of the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, أَلَمْ يَأْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ كُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ has not the time come, has the time not come for the hearts of those who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be affected by the reminder of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is the Qur'an. And we know my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam that the Qur'an, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Ramadan it has a link, as we will see a bit later. But know that this question should be coming up to us all the time. Has the time not come? This is the month of Ramadan, it is going to be starting. Has the time not come for our hearts that it be affected by the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the first thing that one needs to welcome Ramadan with is Tawbah. Seeking the forgiveness and the repentance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many of the pious predecessors, the Salafus Salih, when they wanted to start or something good, they would make Tawbah or they would give some form of Sadaqah. And here we should all turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu aw you believe. Tubu ila Allahi tawbatan nasuha. That turn and repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a sincere tawbah. 
The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he informs us and he says, Kullu bani Adam khattaun. Wa khayru khattain attawabun. That all the children of Adam, they are sinners. All of us. We are all sinners. Whether it's a small sin, whether it's a big sin, but know that we sin. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he says, and the best of those that errs, the best of those that makes mistakes, are those that returns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with sincerity, with tawbah. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the Prophet, peace be upon him, he says, That fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be God conscious wherever you might find yourself. And follow up a good deed. Follow up a bad deed with a good deed. So, I did something wrong. And I realized that I've done something wrong. Follow it up with a good deed. Give sadaqah. Make dua to Allah. Ask for tawbah. Birul walidain. Be good to your parents. Silatul rahim. Join family ties. Smile at your brother. Do something good. And my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, with regards to Tawbah, the ulama, they have explained and they have told us, the scholars of the Ummah, they have said that Tawbah, there are certain conditions. Number one, one needs to give up the sin. I cannot say I am going to make Tawbah today. Alhamdulillah, I am making Tawbah, but I carry on doing the wrong. But know that even if I do the wrong, I carry on with the wrong, know that one day I'm going to stop and Allah will still forgive me. Number two, regretting what I have done in the past. I cannot make tawbah for something I did five years ago, but ten years down the line, when I speak to my friends or I speak to my family members or to my grandchildren, I say, you know what a beautiful time we had in such and such a year. We did this and we did that. And this was all in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we need to regret. And one of the signs of regretting is that one does not speak about something that we did in the past in a happy way. Number three, resolving not to go back to it. Ya Allah, I did something wrong, but I'm not going to go back to it. And the fourth point the ulama have brought is that if we have transgressed against another human being, whether we took their wealth or we took an item of theirs, or whether we dishonored them, we spoke ill about them, we made ghiba about them, we made namima about them, then we should first try and solve the issue with a person. If we took something, we should try and return it, because this is between myself and the next person. This is not just between myself and Allah who subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, indeed, the month of Ramadan, it has arrived. And like I've mentioned earlier, many of us, we are waiting, we are extremely excited for this month of Ramadan. Anas ibn Malik, 
anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal. Anas ibn Malik reported that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said, hadha Ramadanu. He said that qad jaakum tufattahu fihi abwaabu al-jannah wa tughallaqu fihi abwaabu al-nar wa tusalsalu fihi al-shayatin Anas ibn Malik he said that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said they has come to you the month of Ramadan they has come to you Ramadan in which the gates of Jannah are opened and the gates of the fire of Jahannam, they are closed. And that the devils, they are chained up. This hadith is found in Nasai. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, هَذَا رَمَضَانُ قَدْ جَاءَكُمْ And this in itself, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, this is glad tidings. This is a greeting for all of us. Of This is good news. This is beautiful news. This is magnificent news. Why? Because now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through the lips of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said about the Prophet, peace be upon him, وَمَا يَنْتِكُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَى That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, He did not speak out of his own accord, but we inspired him to speak, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he spoke. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, is giving us a message, and he is saying that this is a beautiful month. This is a great month. That indeed, this is the month which is better than all the other months. This is the month of Ramadan. So you need to welcome this month, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, بِطَاعَةِ With the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we need to stay away from disobeying and from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we find that when the month of Ramadan arrives, we find two groups of people. The first group is a group that is extremely happy with the welcoming of Ramadan and the month of Ramadan. They are extremely happy with this month. This is a month where they obey and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like how they worship and obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout the year. But when it comes to Ramadan, they know, they realize that this is a bonus month. This is a month that we need to increase. This is a month where we need to let our bank balance for the Akhirah, let it go up now. Now we need to realize that we need to work for the Akhirah. And we need to exert ourselves. And this is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he came to the last ten nights of Ramadan, as the hadith mentioned, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would fasten his lower garment. So many of the ulama, they say that this means that he would stay away from his Spouses. Some of the ulama, they say that what it means is that he would exert himself 
in the last 10 nights of Ramadan. And this group, my beloved brothers, is a group that we should all strive to be part of. We should all strive to be part of this group. The group that worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to worship Him and increase during the month of Ramadan. The second group, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam. And before I explain the second group, let us make dua immediately that we do not become part of the second group. The second group is those people. And yes, they are still our brothers. They are still our sisters. But they've put worldly matters in front of them during this month of Ramadan. They will embrace Ramadan as a month of a burden. They will embrace Ramadan as a month which they are really not looking forward to. And you will witness that some people say, you know, subhanallah, Ramadan, it's, it's heavy, it is difficult on me. I just can't wait till Ramadan finishes. I need to go back to my normal life. I need to have my cup of coffee at 8, at 9 o'clock in the morning. I need to go out and have my meal during the day. My beloved brother and sister in Islam, remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us Ramadan as a mercy and as a blessing for this ummah. Remember, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not in need of us. We are in need of Allah azza wa jal. So never for a moment think that ibadah, that worship, and especially the month of Ramadan is a burden. But rather remember and look at the month of Ramadan as a gift and as a blessing that Allah has given us as an ummah. Again, we, Allah is not in need of us. We are in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, what happens on the first night of Ramadan? An Abi Hurayrata radiyallahu anhu qala, qala Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, idha kana awwalu laylatin min shahri Ramadan, suffidatish shayatinu, وَمَرَدَتُ الْجِنِّ وَغُلِّقَتْ أَبْوَابُ النَّارِ فَلَمْ يُفْتَحْ مِنْهَا بَابٌ وَفُتِّحَتْ أَبْوَابُ الْجَنَّةِ فَلَمْ يُهْلَقْ مِنْهَا بَابٌ وَيُنَادِي مُنَادٍ يَا بَاغِيَ الْخَيْرِ أَقْبِلْ وَيَا بَاغِيَ الشَّرِ أَقْصِرْ وَلِلَّهِ أُتَقَاعُ مِنَ النَّارِ وَذَلِكَ كُلَّ لَيْلَةِ Subhanallah. Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhi narrated that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said that on the first night of the month of Ramadan when the month of Ramadan begins so when they go out and they go sight the moon my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam and the moon has been sighted, this is the night that the Prophet ﷺ is referring to. He says that the shayateen, they are shackled, they are chained up, they are locked up. The jinn, they are restrained. The gates of the fire of Jahannam are shut, such that no gate amongst them would be opened. 
and the gates of paradise are opened, such that no gate among them would be closed. And a caller he calls out, and he says, Ya Baghi al-Khair, O seeker of good, come near. Wa Ya Baghi al-Shar, and O seeker of evil, stop, do not come closer. And my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, look at the end of this hadith. For there are those whom Allah frees from the fire of Jahannam. And that is every single night during the night of or during the month of Ramadan. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, ponder on this hadith. And let us think of something. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is informing us and He is telling us that during the month of Ramadan the shayateen they are shackled up, they are chained up. Have you ever noticed it is extremely easy to do good during the month of Ramadan? Someone comes to you, my beloved brother, my beloved sister, we have a truckload of, for example, rice. It needs to be offloaded so it can be distributed to the poor. And we see that the brothers, they are, run, they are ready. Someone else comes to you, there is a masjid project. Some brothers, they have bought a masjid. They have bought a property. They want to open a madrasa. They want to open a school. But they are short 500,000 rand. They are short a million rand. Alhamdulillah, during the month of Ramadan, it is easy to spend. People spend. Because the shayateen, they are shackled. And my beloved brothers and sisters, the gates of Jahannam, they are shut. None of them are open during the month of Ramadan. And the gates of Jannah, they are open. None of them will be closed during the month of Ramadan. The masajid, as we notice, right, because of this pandemic, because of this virus, the masajid might be closed, but know that the doors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's Jannah, know that the gates of Jannah, they are open. And what more do we want than the paradise that Jannah, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all Jannatul Firdaus. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, and a caller, he calls out and he says, O seeker of good, come close. If you are going to do good, come near. But if you are going to be evil during the month of Ramadan, stay away. And we don't want the person of good to come close. And this end of the hadith, my beloved brothers, that every single night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he frees his slaves from the fire of Jahannam during the month of Ramadan. This is light upon light. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, He is informing His slaves that every single night during the month of Ramadan, He is freeing His slaves from the fire of Jahannam. And this is not specific to the last 10 nights. As there is a hadith, a weak hadith that usually goes around that the month of Ramadan is split into three sections. The first Ten nights for a particular reason and the second ten nights for a particular reason and the last ten nights is that we are saved from the fire of Jahannam but this hadith which is authentic 
shows us and teaches us that Allah Azza wa Jal, He frees the slaves from the fire of Jahannam every single night. Allahumma ja'alna min. May Allah make us of those that are freed from the fire of Jahannam. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, you go to a shopping center, you enter a competition, a halal competition, and there's a prize. Whether it's 5,000 rand, 10,000 rand, an iPhone, etc. You will find that people, they will try and to enter as many times as possible. Now like this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's giving us a prize as well. And the prize from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that He is freeing His slaves from the fire of Jahannam every single night during the month of Ramadan. And all that we need to do is that we need to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala correctly. All that we need to do during this month of Ramadan is obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, with Ramadan and the welcoming of Ramadan, it is extremely important that we speak about the matter or the concept of taqwa. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions and He says in Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 183, Ya amanu, O you who believe. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, when we hear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, O you who believe, Ya amanu, now we need to take special care. Because now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking to the believers. Other verses Allah speaks, Ya Iyuhannas, to mankind in general. But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to those who believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what could come after this? What could come is either glad tidings or a warning. But take note of what comes next. And Allah says, كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامِ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ That, oh you who believe, oh you who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fasting is prescribed upon you. Fasting has become wajib upon you. As it was prescribed on the nations before you. So what we learn from this verse is that the previous nations, they fasted as well. How they fasted obviously differs to that of Islam. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says why we fast. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you may attain God consciousness. Taqwa. And my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, many of the ulama, they have defined what taqwa is. And to me, one of the best explanations of taqwa is a narration which is authentically attributed to Ali radiallahu an, where he says that taqwa is to fear the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Al-Khawful Jal. It is to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wal-Amalu bit-Tanzil. And it is to act upon the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which He sent down to this Ummah. Which is the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we cannot worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except with that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught us in the Quran and the Sunnah and follow the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the first three generations. And then he carries on and he says that taqwa is to be satisfied with small amounts of provision. This is taqwa. If I have a little, alhamdulillah. If I have a lot, alhamdulillah. If we don't have today, we thank Allah. If we have a lot tomorrow, we thank and we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, everyone would agree it is easy to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when the goings is good. When things are going well, it is easy to thank Allah. I passed my exam with a with 100%, alhamdulillah. We have a lot of food in our home, alhamdulillah. I have a great job, a great bank balance, alhamdulillah. But the true test and the one that is really satisfied is that person, it is that slave of Allah, that when he has a little, he still thanks Allah. We only have a slice of bread. It is only enough with some peanut butter and jam. Alhamdulillah. We are going through difficulty. Alhamdulillah. This is a true abid. This is a true slave. This is a true wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Ali radiallahu anhu, he ends off and he says, and to prepare oneself to gear up for the day of traveling, yawmur rahil. And what is this day? This day is the day, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Kullu nafsin da'iqatul mawt, that every soul shall taste death, that we are all going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are all going to leave this world of this dunya that we know and we are going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Maliki yawmiddin that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He is the Malik He is the controller He is the king of that day and He will either choose for us whether we go to Jannah or whether we go to Jahannam My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam when welcoming the month of Ramadan and when speaking about the month of Ramadan, this is indeed a month where Allah Azza wa Jal, He says to us in the Quran, شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ وَبَيْهِنَاتٍ مِّنَ الْهُدَى وَالْفُرْقَانِ That the month of Ramadan, this is the month in which we have revealed the Quran. This book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Hudallin nas And here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He does not say that the Quran is a guidance for the Muslims He does not say that the Quran is a guidance for the super pious Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says that the Quran It is Hudallin nas That it is a guidance for mankind Wa bayinat And it has clear proofs 
min al huda for the guidance wal furqan and the quran it is a criteria my beloved brothers and sisters in islam for right and wrong if you want to know if something is permissible you want to know that i'm on the right path then go back to the book of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala go back to the quran and this book will tell you it will explain to you it will be a guide it will be a light for you and your families and your offsprings and your communities and the world at large because this is a book this is a criterion it is a furqan it will teach us between what is right and what is wrong my beloved brothers and sisters in islam jibril alayhi salatu wassalam he would come to rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam during the month of ramadan and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam they he would recite the quran to jibril in the last ramadan of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam he recited the Quran twice to Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam. Many of the ulama, they also explain and they say that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, what was meant by this hadith was that he revised the Quran and of revision of the Quran is understanding the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which we will touch on a bit later. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, a question that we should all be asking ourselves how do i treat the book of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and let us look at a complaint that muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam in surah al-furqan where the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam where he says وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ And the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will say, يَا رَبِّ O my Lord, إِنَّ قَوْمِ اتَّخَذُوا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ مَحْجُورًا The Prophet, peace be upon him, he will say, he will complain to Allah azza wa jal, and he will say that indeed my people, now this is not the kuffar, this is my people. They have deserted the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it is they have not listened like the kufa, or whether it is like us. The book has been sent to us, but we have not acted on its laws. We have not acted on its orders. When last have we recited the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And the month of Ramadan has come the month of Ramadan is that month where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us that opportunity. Where the shayateen, they are chained. Where the gates of Jannah, they are open. Where the doors of Jahannam, they are locked up, they are closed. And here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it easy for us. Ya Abdullah. O the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya amatallah. Now is the time to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Leave alone 
all these theories, all these conspiracy videos that are coming up recently and spending three, four, five, six, seven, eight hours a day watching this video on YouTube that could the virus be because of this? Yes, we need to know. There's no doubt. We need to know what is happening in our society. But now is the time that we need to return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Increase and open up that relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one, none of us, can say that we have perfected our relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at this beautiful hadith. Narrated by Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, radiyallahu anhu. He says that the example... Of a believer who recites the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like that of a citron which tastes good and it smells good. And he, a believer, who does not recite the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is like a date which is good in taste but it has no smell. And the example of a wicked person a wretched person who recites the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like that of sweet basil which smells good but the taste might be bitter. And the example of a wretched, wicked person who does not recite the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like that of a plant which tastes bitter and this plant it has no smell. This hadith is found in Bukhari. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is drawing parables of the believer who recites the Quran and we ask Allah to make us of those. Make us of those that we recite the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that we understand the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he said, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that the Prophet peace be upon him, he said, that whomsoever recites a letter from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he would receive the reward from it and the reward of ten like it. So, you recite one letter, you get a reward of 10 up to 700 times. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, La akulu. Alif la mim harfun. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he says, and I do not say that alif la mim is a letter. Walakin alifun harfun. Walamun harfun. Wamimu harfun. But he says that uh, rather. Alif is a letter, Lam is a letter, and Mim is a letter. So you times that 3 by 10, 30. Up to 700 times if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills. And, Wallahu yudha'ifu limayyasha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He can multiply. He can do whatever He wills. He, if He wants to give more, this is in the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Another hadith with regards to the Qur'an. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he mentions. And he says that whosoever recites the Qur'an, and he's fluent in the Qur'an, he recites the Qur'an well, he understands what he's reading, and he does not struggle, he gets one reward. 
by whomsoever struggles. And the Prophet ﷺ used the word stutter. So, for example, someone, he reads Alif and he, he struggles to come to the next word. He struggles. He cannot read properly. He gets the reward of two, but he tried. So what's still about someone, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, where Arabic is not his native language, where he does not understand the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but he makes an effort to go and learn the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ramadan comes, he recites Surah Al-Fatiha. He recites the meaning of Surah Al-Fatiha. He recites the tafsir of Surah Al-Fatiha. And like this, he carries on throughout the month of Ramadan. What reward doesn't this person have in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was revealed in the Arabic language. And we should all try and strive to learn the Arabic language. But if we can't learn the Arabic language, at least read the translation of the meanings of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the Prophet peace be upon him with regards to the Qur'an. He says that this Qur'an, it can do two things to people. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَرْفَعُ بِهَذَا الْكِتَابِ أَقْوَامًا That the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it can raise people, it can raise nations. And this book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it can degrade others. How we interact with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will determine to us where we stand according to this hadith. Again, the month of Ramadan should be that month where we open up our relationship. We renew our relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The pious predecessors, the Salafus Salih, and the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sufyan al-Thawri, when the month of Ramadan came, he would leave off all acts of worship and he would turn to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Obviously those acts of worship that he needs to do like salah, pay zakah, etc., those things he would do. But other ibadat, where he can leave it off, and focus on the Qur'an, that is what is meant. Sa'id ibn Jubair used to finish the whole recitation of the Qur'an in two nights during the month of Ramadan. Malik ibn Anas used to, Imam Malik, he would run from his circles of knowledge, meaning he would stop the circles of knowledge and he would instead turn to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Zuhri, he stated, when Ramadan started, he would say, indeed, it's the recitation of the Qur'an and the feeding of the poor. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, welcome in Ramadan, we should be prepared for Qiyamul Layl, for standing during the night prayer. Whether we call it Taraweeh, whether we call it Qiyamul Layl, that's a discussion for another night. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Man qama ramadana imanan wa ahtisaban, ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhambi. That whomsoever 
observes Qiyam during the month of Ramadan with sincere faith and hope for reward in Allah Azza wa Jal, Allah will forgive his past and his past sins. My beloved brothers, this is minor sins according to majority of the ulama. As for major sins, it requires tawbah. A contemporary mas'ala that I would like to share, is it permissible to recite during my Salatul Taraweeh or my Qiyamul Layl, whatever we call it, from a Mus'haf. So I am not Hafid. I cannot go to the Masjid. What should I do? And the answer is that it is allowed for you to recite holding the Mus'haf or a page which has the recitation that you would like to read from, and this is totally permissible during Salatul Taraweeh or Qiyamul Layl. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions in the last juz of the Qur'an, the 30th juz. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He dedicates a whole surah to the night of power. And the night of power is found during one of the last 10 nights of Ramadan. Remember at the beginning I mentioned that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he exerted himself during the last ten nights of Ramadan. This is the reason. Inna anzalna hufi laylatil qadr that indeed we reveal the Quran during the night of power. qadr and what is going to make you know what is the night of power? That laylatul qadr it is better than a thousand months. And the angels, they come down in with the permission of the Lord for every matter. This is the night, my beloved brothers and sisters, where the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes place and it comes down to the sama'ud dunya and it is spread. So who is born? This is all in the infinite man knowledge of Allah. But on this night it comes down, it is given to the malaika. Who will be born in that year? Who will die in that year? How much risk you will get in that year? Etc. This is done on the night of power. Salamun hiya hatta maltala'il fajr. Peace it is until the emergence of dawn. My beloved brothers and sisters, the Prophet peace be upon him, he said, مَنْ قَامَ لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ إِيمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِ That whomsoever stands searching, looking, whomsoever stands and it coincides with the night of power, إِيمَانًا out of faith, وَاحْتِسَابًا seeking the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِ That his previous sins, it will be forgiven مُتَّفَكٌ عَلَيْهِ my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the month of Ramadan is a month that we can spend hours and hours speaking on. The reality of the month of Ramadan, it is a simple one. Be prepared, do what you need to do, worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I end off with two points. Point number one, Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during this month of Ramadan according to the understanding of the pious predecessors. 
which is following the Quran and Sunnah. Do not innovate, do not do things during this month of Ramadan with regards to your ibadah, which was not established by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the second point, the Prophet, I would like to share a hadith, and this hadith is with regards to a person that is not forgiven during the month of Ramadan. Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, he said that the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he ascended the pulpit and he said, Amin. In another narration it said, he ascended the next step, he said, Amin. Third step, he said, Amin. It was said to the Prophet, peace be upon him, O Messenger of Allah, you ascended the pulpit and you said, Amin, thrice. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he said, that indeed Jibreel, he came to me and he said, Umsoever, and I'm just going to narrate the part that concerns the month of Ramadan. Whoever reaches the month of Ramadan and he is not forgiven, then he will enter Jahannam, he will enter the hellfire and Allah will cast him far away. So I said, so he said, say Amin, and I said, Amin. Subhanallah. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He opened the gates of Jannah, He closed the gates of Jahannam, He forgives slaves every single night during the month of Ramadan, and yet we are still not forgiven. Turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during this Ramadan like we never ever worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before. And remember that whoever worships the month of Ramadan, listen carefully, that we worship Allah Azza wa Jal and we do not worship the month of Ramadan. Sometimes we become Ramadan Muslims. And even if we became a Ramadan Muslim, Alhamdulillah, at least he's making five, salah five times a day. At least he's wearing a hijab. At least he's going to the masjid. At least they are reciting Quran, Alhamdulillah. Because maybe one night of reading the Quran during the Nights of Ramadan is a turning point and our beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we will read the Quran, we will get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every single day whether it is inside Ramadan or outside the month of Ramadan. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings if there was any good and khair from this talk. This is only through the grace and the will of Allah Azza wa Jal. If there was any mistakes, then this is through my shortcomings and that of shaitan. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashadu wa la ilaha illa astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.